A couple of Venezuelan natives squaring off here in a critical juncture of this ballgame. Ronald, that's time to get. Add that to his MVP resume as well. Ronald goes. There it is. He did it. A 40-70 season and a season unlike any other in Major League Baseball history for Ronald Acuna Jr. Take the base and take a bow, number 13. And Ronald, the only man in the history of Major League Baseball with a 40-70 season. Truly incredible. Meanwhile, we've got a game going on here with a tie game in the 10th inning. Oh, the Cubs just can't win when they need to win. Ronald Acuna Jr. becomes the first ever 40-70 player in Major League Baseball history. For those of you that don't follow baseball closely, 40-70 means he has 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases. 30-30 was a big deal. I think that was Ricky Henderson. And then someone, is it Jose Canseco became 40-40, and now Ronald Acuna, 40 home runs, 70 stolen bases. He is by far the second best player in professional baseball. He is by far the best player in professional baseball who is healthy and on a good team. Braves beat the Cubs again. Cubs desperately need to win this game. And every game they have left, there's only like six left in order to get into the Major League Baseball playoffs. This is interesting to see Daily Sports Podcast News Nerves takes gambling. The Cubs are now... Why not just put the wild card on there? No one cares about the divisions. God damn it. This is Major League Baseball is such a terrible media organization. The Cubs are a game and a half back of Miami. 81 wins, 78 losses. That means there are six or seven games left. Philadelphia Phillies have clinched a wild card berth. There are four teams vying for three spots. Arizona, Chicago, Miami, and Cincinnati. Chicago is in right now. Excuse me. Cincinnati is a game and a half back. Miami is in. San Diego could make it happen. They're three and a half games back, though. It seems incredibly unlikely. So Ronald Acuna, he makes that happen. He steals. And this is this is the first time ever. It's not like, a, oh, well, 40-40 is a great accomplishment. No, no one has ever stolen 70 bases and also hit 40 home runs. Baseball, there are so many games and so many seasons, and it's so old, and it's so so there's so much craziness in baseball that it's very rare that someone accomplishes something awesome that's never been done before. And then never been done in the non-steroid era. Well, believe me, this is the steroid era. The testing just hasn't caught up, I promise. <laughs> it could be probably the Adderall era. So uh, let's listen to the Cubs broadcast. And this is So he did it in the bottom of the 10th inning. So he was going to get to 70 stolen bases. He could get to 80. He's stealing about a base every, third, every three games. They have a couple games left. It's not impossible. It's incredibly unlikely. I bet he gets to like 73. Bottom of the 10th, the Cubs tied it, or they, the Cubs went ahead in the top of the 10th. Ronald Acuna Jr. ties the game with an RBI single, then steals. So it's 5-5, bottom of the 10th. Ronald Acuna Jr. is on second base, and the Cubs are, are fighting for their lives. The Braves are screwing around trying to get their rotation set and just try to play their base, best baseball as they go against the Dodgers and probably the Orioles as favorites to win the World Series. Here's the Cubs broadcast, uh, being poopers. And we're really stopping the game. Can, to do a can, we get, can we get the can we get the can we get the base after the game? To, I mean, this is this is pretty absurd. I mean, it, it's just a hell of an accomplishment. Totally, but, you but a hell of an accomplishment. It 
Baseball people are so fucking bored. A hell of an accomplishment. You old, you old farts have never seen anything like this. It's the same people that poo-poo Shohei Otani. Like, no, it's not like, oh, it's pretty impressive. And no, you idiots, you losers. This is the, you'll never see anything like this again. Can't stop the game and a highlight montage. Yeah, the Cubs are trying to win a ball game. Well, they, they fucked around and lost like 78 of them. So, <laughs> eat it. Yeah, tough, tough look there for the Cubs broadcasters. I understand, I try to win a ball game. For sure. The game is more important. Man, that error in the outfield last night that made you look real stupid. Uh, maybe focus on that more. I don't know. Speaking of that game last night, I've got something funny for you. These are people's real names. Uh, let's just play the clip. So the Braves will go from Johnson to hand, and the batter will be Mastroboni. That's probably a good thing Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth. One more time on these names. This is real. This is not a Saturday Night Live skit. So the Braves will go from Johnson to hand, and the batter will be Mastroboni. Let's all be grown-ups. These are adult men. Not going to make fun of people's names. Okay, one more baseball story. Spencer Strider, who plays for the Braves, is proof that baseball players are exactly as boring as you think they are. Here's his actual take on fans in the stands. Do you have any hot sports takes? Any hot sports takes? Absolutely, there should be no fans. 2020 season, no fans. Get rid of the fans. It's too loud. It's too loud. It's too okay. loud. Everybody be quiet. We don't, we don't need the, the cheering. We know you're watching. Gen Z has the worst sense of humor of all time. I don't know how to say that. It's Thursday night football tonight. Lions. You know what? We'll save Thursday night football for the end of the day. We've got another insane highlight. The Ryder Cup is coming up. There are five cool events in golf. Those five events, those six cool, cool events in order are number one, the Masters. Number two, the other three majors. Number, <laughs> number three, the Players' Championship. Number four... The Waste Management Open, and number five, the Ryder Cup. And it's Ryder Cup time. It's America versus Europe. And Victor Hovland, who's one of the best golfers in the world, maybe top two or three. I don't know what the rankings are, but he's one of the best in the world. Hit a hole-in-one on a par four, like a show-off in a practice round. Uh, I've got the clip here. It's a golf clip, so I'm going to keep talking through it because it's boring. See, there he hit it, and everyone's like, wow. Oh, wow, what a good shot, Victor. Yeah. Look at these people. Watch, this is cool. not a real event there's right there's no cheering the Ryder Cup starts tomorrow we'll have a gambling preview tomorrow if I remember but maybe not because it's a football Friday <sighs> huge gargantuan news in the association yesterday major or excuse me the National Basketball Association enormous news the Portland Trail Blazers were told by Damian Lillard the only star they've had in 30 years one of the best players in the NBA a couple years ago he's getting a little older now but he's still very good that Dame wanted to be traded to Miami. He's wanted to get out of Portland for a while. And so when you tell the team that I'm not going to go to training camp, if you don't trade me where I want to go, that ruins their leverage. And of course, you're contractually obligated to play basketball, so they can just do whatever they want. And they did, because uh, he ruined their leverage. They probably could have traded him to Miami, but now that Miami knows that that's where he wants to go, they think that they can lowball, and they did. So Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. It is a three-way deal. The Bucks get Dame. The Trailblazers get DeAndre Ayton from the Suns, and the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic. No idea what that's involved. I suppose maybe DeAndre Ayton's contract seems like it's weakening the Suns. Who knows what the hell the Suns are doing? There are also picks changing deals. I imagine the Suns are going to get a nice pick, and so I'm, I'm sure that the, the Blazers are going to get some cool picks too. I don't know right now. It doesn't really matter, but Damian Lillard and... Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is scary. Here's Jimmy Butler, one of the other scariest people in the NBA, 
uh, making some allegations, but not making allegations. He's alleging that someone should allege. Yo, NBA, man. Y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all do. I'm just going to put that out there. No, Jimmy. Dame said he wouldn't show up. He said he wouldn't show up if he didn't play for the Heat. It ruined the leverage. There was never that doubt that there was any real tampering. How can there be tampering? He ruined the trade by talking. God. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe they tampered. I don't know. I doubt it. I'm, I think that Damien tampered when he said, I won't show up if I don't get traded to the Heat. Should not have said that shit. He might be playing for the Heat right now if he didn't say that. But he did. So that's how it, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, like I said, huge news. A lot of stuff going on. In the NFL, let's start with uh, rock bottom for the Jets. You thought rock bottom could happen against the Patriots. No, that Bills win, man. It would be so much better to have lost that game. They could have that maybe that night, and that night could live forever in some Michael Lewis book maybe down the road. But, oh, my God, rock bottom is coming. Everyone says Zach Wilson is still the guy in the New York Jets organization. They have not called on backups. I remember Teddy Bridgewater like broke his leg and was apparently like very close to – it was a serious situation. It was one of those injuries where you might have to amputate his leg. This was years ago. And the Eagles had Carson Wentz. They had just drafted him, and they had Sam Bradford. And they traded Sam Bradford right away. And the Vikings went out and got that guy. And then they had a good backup for Bradford in Case Keenum. And the Vikings, with Sam Bradford and Case Keenum the next year, almost went to the Super Bowl. They were playing against the Eagles, who were playing their backup for the MVP, Nick Foles was backing up Carson Wentz, who was like, basically, he should have won the MVP that year, in my opinion. Now the Jets refuse to have had a backup plan for Aaron Rodgers. They have Zach Wilson. I feel bad for Zach Wilson, and now Rock Bottom is coming. Say, Nick, why is Rock Bottom coming? Because the Jets, yet again, are on Sunday Night Football. Where's the game? New York City. Mm -hmm. They're playing the Chiefs, um, who have two of the best four players in the National Football League, one of whom is romantically or flirtatiously involved with the most famous woman on planet Earth who has apparently confirmed she will be there. Again. So the circus in Kansas, it's one of the, because that's a big deal. Taylor Swift coming to Kansas City for a non-concert is crazy. I bet that's only happened like once. That might have been the only time. Now she's going to be there. That's her city. She's the most famous person in the most important city in the world. And their football team is a disaster. And what five weeks ago would have been so exciting the Jets are going to hit rock bottom. It's going to get rough. Or she's going to curse the Chiefs, which would at least be entertaining. But this, I just feel bad. I can't watch it. Absolutely can't watch it. But it, it will be the most watched football game um, in in the history of cable television. So not satellite TV where they, you know, like the, the Kennedys and the Nixon debate and that kind of thing. But this will be the most watched regular season game in NFL history because of Taylor Swift. And it's on Sunday night. It will not be close. It's also New York and Kansas. I mean, it will not be close. There will be, I mean, I'm, I would bet on that. If I could bet on that, I, be, I would bet there's like 80 million people watching, which would be like a Super Bowl. Not a Super Bowl, but like an AFC championship level number. I could be wrong. I mean, what do I know? Okay. Thursday night football, Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. As I'm putting this out, it appears as if Taylor Decker and David Montgomery are not going to play. That is for Tom Pelissero like 20 minutes ago as I put this out. But Christian Watson and Jair Alexander are expected to play. Maybe David Bakhtiari as well. No one knows. A lot of big injuries for both teams. Skill players, defenders, and offensive linemen for both teams could be in or out. There will be a starting tackle for both teams or starting offensive lineman for both teams that are out. That's Elton Jenkins for the Packers. And Halapulavati Vaitai for the Lions. 
Decker might play. Bakhtiari might play. Montgomery, maybe not. There's a lot of injuries, is my point. So let's go to the gambling preview. The Lions are favored by one and a half. However, through mathing, I figured out that this game is fishy. On the over-under. Say, Nick, why? Why is it fishy? I'll tell you why. Because it's Lions minus one and a half, but the total is 45 and a half. So how do you get to 45 and a half if a team wins by two? It's pretty tough. How do you get to 46? Is it 28 to 26? No, that's 46. That's 44, excuse me. 29, 27? Doesn't seem like a legitimate score in the NFL. So it's 29, 27 is what Vegas is predicting. Doesn't make any sense to me. I love the over 45 and a half. I wouldn't bet the Lions. If you're going to bet the Packers to cover one and a half, you should bet the Packers to win. You make more money, a little bit more money, a couple more bucks. If you bet 100. I also love Craig Reynolds and Zonovan Knight for the Lions to be anytime touchdown scorers. They're going to run the ball, and if David Montgomery is out, you might not even be able to get these lines because Montgomery may or may not even be in the game. They have priced them as if Montgomery's not going to play, but Detroit likes to run the ball, and neither Reynolds nor Knight nor Gibbs have scored a touchdown this year, so it makes sense. Luke Musgraves, anytime touch, I mean Luke Musgrave, anytime touchdown score makes sense. The Lions are hot and cold with covering tight ends. They have some good young defensive backs, but tight ends for Seattle destroyed them. Romeo Dobbs, wide receiver for the Packers, over 38 and a half receiving yards. I love that, too. Someone for Green Bay has got to catch passes. That's just how it goes. Even if Christian Watson plays 40 yards, I mean, that's like three catches for a wide receiver. Maybe fewer. It could be fewer. College football. Um, <laughs> so after Oregon demolished Colorado, we're in a situation now. We've got a bit of a reprieve on big games. The biggest game um, of the weekend is happening on Friday night. Utah at Oregon State, in my opinion, is the biggest game. Another big game, Kansas at Texas will be fun. Kansas is ranked. They're undefeated. They look really good. Remember, they beat BYU. Ole Miss and LSU are playing, which could be exciting. Uh, Notre Dame and Duke could be a big game. There are a lot of fun games happening over the weekend, but it's not the same thing except for... Colorado's playing USC at noon. It's big noon kickoff in Boulder, which is 10 a.m. local time, 9 a.m. body clock for USC. Jesus, get get TV out of college football, man. What are we doing? Oh, my God. Nobody wants that, man. Absolutely nobody wants that. What can I say? That's, how, that's, that's, where, that's where we're at. Big-time college football game on Friday night. I love the Pac-12 for that. Back and better than ever, football Friday tomorrow.